Panchakalpa trubhyascha kripasindu bhya bhacha patitanam bhavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namah. Okay, welcome on this Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we are continuing with Canto 12, Chapter 2, uh, and we are up to text number 34. This is still Shukadeva Goswami speaking to Maharaj Prikshit. And he's talking about the future. We've just heard about uh, the uh, over, kind of little overview of Kali Yuga, uh, which we are still into now. And so now at 34, we uh, conclude that, that discussion of Kali Yuga. So I'll read text 34. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So 34, this is 12 to 34. Uh, <coughs> Chattute tu puna kritam bavishati tadarnam mana atma prakashakam. After one thousand celestial years of Kali Yuga, the Satya Yuga will manifest again. At that time, the minds of all men will become self effulgent. So this is the, here's the word, divyabda, divyabda, years of the gods. Uh, uh, de, uh, devata abda, you could call it also. Last week I got confused because we speak of divya years, meaning the, uh, the yuga, divya yugas and divya years, but here they use the word divya, years of the gods. Uh, 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 so one year of the gods is 360 of our years, solar years. So after uh, 1,000 celestial years of Kali Yuga, Satya Yuga, at the end, Ante, uh, Sahasra Ante, at the end of 1,000 years of the gods, uh, or so that they call them celestial years here in the translation, years of Kali Yuga, uh, then... Uh, then, which is just called Chaturte, the fourth. Chaturta means the fourth, the fourth year. Uh, at that time, uh, Satya Yuga will be, and Atma, uh, Atma Prakash, Prakashaka will be self-luminous. Which is nice to have a self-luminous mind for a change, <laughs> instead of all dark and nasty. <laughs> uh, uh, Swami uh, says, after one thousand celestial years of Kali Yuga, Satya Yuga will manifest again. At the concluding Sanja of Kali Yuga, he adds that end. At the concluding Sanja of Kali Yuga. At that time, the minds of all men will become self-effulgent. Uh, uh, 
and Vishnath Chakravarti mentions uh, here it actually means that Satya Yuga will begin during these Sanja Amsha of Kali Yuga, the last Sanja, uh, the last part of the, the Sanja of Kali Yuga. And so Kali Yuga also has Sanja. Remember the word Sanja means like dawn or dusk or noon is a Sanja too, a transition, a time of transition is a Sanja. So there's also big Sanjas. So Banuswami notes, to explain his translation, the concluding Sandhya, following Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur, that they told a number of Devata years, here he calls them Devata, not Divya, Devata years for Kali Yuga is 1,200 years. Well, Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur says a thousand. Uh, well, the text says a thousand. Well, the thing is, is that the first Sandhya is 120 devata years, and the Sanjamsha, the concluding one, is 120. So the middle portion is 960 devata years. That means approximately a thousand. So that's he just clears that up. Just you thought somebody could do arithmetic. It's just a rough <laughs> calculation. So that's that's will happen. There there'll be this this. Uh, uh, every age has its sanja. Uh, uh, so then, uh, now, uh, uh, kind of concluding the discussion, iti, iti means, you know, thus. And it functions sometimes as concluding quotation marks. There's no quotation marks in Sanskrit, but if somebody speaks and then it says iti, I mean, thus, that's what they said, or that's what they did. So here, thus, uh, iti goes, iti esha manavo vamsho yata sankhya yate bhuvi tatavit shudra vipranam tas tajneya yuge yuge. Thus I have described, iti, thus I have described the royal dynasty of Manu, as it is known on this earth. One can similarly study the history of Vaishyas, Shudras, and Brahmanas living in the various ages. Now, because that's what it is. Thus, this is the, uh, uh, the Vamsha. Vamsha means uh, translated dynasty of Manu, particularly Vaivaswata Manu, is the, the reigning Manu at this time, Vaivaswata Manu, from the dynasty of the sun, Vivashwan Vaivaswata, the Vaivaswata comes from Vivashwan, Vaivaswata Manu, uh, this Vamsha, and, and therefore the, the kings, the, the, the kings are all descendants of the sun, so they're called Surya Vamsha Kshatriyas. So he said, this royal dynasty of Manu, uh, as it is uh, accounted for or enumerated movie on earth. And then he says, in the same way, you could uh, study the histories of Vaishya, Sudras, and Brahmanas in the various ages. Um, 
there's a little purport here. Uh, the BBT says, just as the dynasty of kings includes exalted and insignificant, virtuous and wicked monarchs, varieties of human character are found in the intellectual, commercial, and laboring orders of society. Although you must say that, the, you know, the, the kings are usually recorded in history and also some of the, the prominent brahmanas, uh, although really advanced brahmanas stay away from being recorded in history. But uh, uh, now, of course, who gets recorded is, is uh, Vaishyas and Shudras. Shudras meaning musicians, football players, <laughs> <laughs> and so on. So now they're recorded. Um, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, just as the numbers and members in the families of Manus have been enumerated, the Varnas can be calculated, though they have not been mentioned here. So leave it up to us. Uh, uh. So now uh, there's a kind of uh, elegiac, elegiac of this elegy, the sense of the passage, sorrows for the passage of time, the reflections of time and the evanescence, the brevity of life and so on. Uh, this kind of begins now, this mood sets in. Uh, this is 36. Purushanam Mahatmanam Katamatravashishtanam Kirtireva Kirtireva Stitabhuvi. These personalities, who were great souls, are now known only by their names. They exist only in accounts from the past. And only their fame remains on earth. You see what I mean? The elegi elegiatic. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that word right anymore. Um, uh, <coughs> Banu Swami translates this These great personalities are known only by their names and their stories. Eteshem of these Nama Lingam. Uh, the word Linga uh, is a famous word. Uh, it means a sign. Uh, 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 of course, there's the Shiva Lingam because uh, the 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 uh, uh, the sign of gender, the sexual organs. There's the male and the female Linga. So Shiva is always known for the Shiva Lingam. And of course, in the United States Capitol, we have the Washington Lingam because he's the father of our country. So that's appropriate that the Washington Lingam is there. But it means this, uh, a linga means a, a, a spot, a sign, a token, an emblem, a characteristic, anything that's the mark of the sign of a banner or something like that. Uh, so these are the idea of a a, a lingam. So they may have some monuments left over or some, some uh, written uh, record. Uh, that's the idea of this, this uh, lingam there. Uh, he says here, 
so so they are this is this nama lingam they are known only by their names or story that's their sign their names and some whatever stories or uh, still related and the way he puts it thus only their fame remains on earth there is a little uh, kirti uh, glories uh, or, or their their uh, fame. We still everybody has heard about Alexander the Great. You don't know what the hell he did anymore, but <laughs> but he's called the Great, so he must have done something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but you know now it's just these things are you know torture school children with, and then you can forget about them because they're not really important anymore. Um, uh, uh, the BBT purport says, uh, uh, although one may consider oneself to be a great powerful leader, he will ultimately end up as a name in a long list of names. In other words, it is useless to be attached to power and position in the material world. So it's like smoke, you know, the fire's out and a little smoke is left and then the smoke disappears. All that work for what? Just so you can have your name somewhere, you know, and you see their names everywhere. This monument, this thing, uh, you know, we have our presence. Got Trump towers everywhere. That those will be all over the place. Everybody wants to put their lingam on it, you know. So that's what happens. So now, uh, now he's going to talk a little bit now about the about the future some more. The return of the kings, Devapi and Maru, which actually uh, we have encountered before in the uh, ninth uh, canto. Um, and then it'll return to this el mood of elegy again of, of the, the passage of time. So now 37 and 38, this, this discussion of the future when these kings... Uh, who were mentioned in the ninth canto uh, and were there a long time ago, uh, turned out they're still around. They're just in hiding. They're going to come back out again. Uh, so, uh, text 37. Devapi brata marus cekshvaku vamsajaha kalapagrama asati Mahayoga Balanvitao. The translation is Devapi, the brother of Maharaj Shantanu, and Maru, the descendant of Ikshvaku, both possess great mystic strength and are living even now in the village of Kalapa. Uh, uh, there's no BBT purport, and, and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur remarks, this describes the method of reviving the destroyed line of kings, because they've, they've gone into obscurity in Kali Yuga, and now you're going to start again with such Yuga, so that line of kings, the descendant of Ishvaku, the, the Suryavamsha, uh, is... Uh, there and then he mentions 
that Devapi, the brother of Maharaj Shantanu, was in the Moon uh, dynasty. Now, if you want to pick up on this, where we heard about these before, you have to go back to the ninth canto, which I have handily here. And in 912, uh, where the dynasty of Kusha is b being uh, discussed, Canto 9, Chapter 12, here it's mentioned that it says there's a whole list of, uh, uh, of, of the sons of, starting with the sons of Ramachandra, who, who is a, a Suryavamsha Kshatriya. Uh, the son of Ramchandra was Kusha, and then it goes on for quite a few verses and lists one after the other their names. Uh, and then it says, uh, <coughs> and then when you come to text, uh, uh, well, just to show, text five goes the son of Hiranyanaba was Pushpa, the son of Pushpa was Dhruvasandhi, Dhruvasandhi, the son of Dhruvasandhi was Sudarshana whose son was Agnivarna, the son of Agnivarna was named Sigra, and his son was Maru, the one that's mentioned here in the text today. Then text 6 says, uh, I'll just read the translation, having achieved perfection in the power of mystic yoga, uh, uh, he's uh, achieved a yoga siddha, uh, it's the, the, the powers of the yoga cities. He has the yoga cities. And, and he is aste, it says in this verse, still existing. Uh, uh, having achieved the perfection, the power of Mr. Yogi, Maru still lives in a place known as Kalapagrama. So Kalapagrama, the village named Kalapa. Uh, at the end of Kali Yuga, he will revive the lost Surya dynasty by begetting a son. So there it was in the ninth canto, in case you've forgotten, <laughs> chapter uh, uh, 12. Uh, Pabhupada has a purport here. Uh, at least 5,000 years ago, Srila Shukadeva Goswami ascertained the existence of Maru in Kalapagram, and said that Maru, having achieved a yoga siddha body, so that's why he's living a long time, uh, would continue to exist until the end of Kali Yuga. Because one of the yoga cities, you can leave your body anytime you want, or you can keep it. Depends. Uh, would continue to exist until the end of Kali Yuga, which is calculated to continue for 432,000 years. Such is the perfection of mystic power. By controlling the breath, the perfect yogi can continue his life as for, for as long as he likes. I mean, these people were real athletes. <laughs> you know, they really were. Nobody yet that I know of is able to do these things, even those have been a somewhat of a yoga revival. Uh, uh, but he goes on. Sometimes we hear from Vedic literature that some personalities from the Vedic age, 
such as Vyasadeva and Ashvatthama, are still living, here we understand that Maru is also still living. We are sometimes surprised that a mortal body can live for such a long time. The explanation of this longevity is given here by the word Yoga Siddha. If one becomes perfect in practice of yoga, he can live as long as he likes. The demonstration of some trifling Yoga Siddha does not constitute perfection. Here is a factual example of perfection. A Yoga Siddha can live as long as he likes. Uh, and then it goes on to list the descendants of Maru and, 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 and goes on uh, 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 along that, uh, that uh, vein. So that's, that's where you heard about these before. And then uh, Kalapa Gram is mentioned again in, again in the ninth canto, canto uh, where uh, Maharaj Shantanu is mentioned, and again uh, uh, the translate will take you up to the point the translate the transition to such yuga. So on. Uh, uh, 922, uh, 1617, and 18. Nine, uh, uh, Canto 9, chapter 22, and these are the texts. 1617 goes like this. Uh, when the Brahmana said this, Maharaj Shantanu went to the forest. There's a whole story there because uh, they, uh, the, the sages said, uh, uh, he had committed some offense and therefore there was no rainfall. So he went to the forest and requested his elder brother Devapi to take charge of the kingdom for it is the duty of a king to maintain his subjects. Remember, Kshatriya means one who protects. That's really, you've got to put your life on the line for your subjects. I mean, that's really what you do. Uh, Kshatriya means military, actually. Prabhupada said the president, actually, when, when the Vietnam War was going on, Prabhupada said that, you know, the president shouldn't be sitting back in the White House smoking cigarettes, sending people out to die. He should be on the front lines. <laughs> he mentioned that. Um, previously, however, this goes on about uh, Shantanu's minister, Ash. Vavaru had instituted, had in, instigated some Brahmanas to induce Devapi to transgress the injunction of the Vedas and thus make himself unfit for the post of a ruler. The Brahmanas deviated Devapi from the path of Vedic principles, and therefore, when asked by Shantanu, he did not agree to accept the post of the rulers. On the contrary, he blasphemed the Vedic principles and therefore became fallen. Under the circumstances, Shantanu again became the king, and Indra, being pleased, showered rain. Devapi later took to the path of mystic yoga to control his mind and senses and went to the village named Kalapagram, where he is still living. And then it says in the text 18, 
This is 18 and 19 together. Well, then 18, I'll just read that part. After the dynasty of the moon god comes to an end in this age of Kali, Devapi, in the beginning of the next such yuga, will reestablish the Soma dynasty in this world. Uh, excuse me, yeah, the Soma dynasty, the dynasty of the moon. Because there's somehow they're brothers, although one was the sun and one was the... Soma means the moon also. Anyway, so that's where the, all this uh, uh, comes from. Uh, and Shantanu, by the way, comes up also in the 12th canto. Uh, because he is the one... There's this really a great chapter in the 12th canto called The Prayers of the Vedas Personified. And uh, the Shrutis. And their their prayers are are uh, are, uh, are are cited because Maharaj Prixit asked a question: How the Vedas are able to describe the absolute truth? Uh, because the absolute truth cannot be described in words. Anirvachaniya is the word that's used in Sanskrit. Cannot be expressed in words. Uh, uh, so how is this possible uh, that this uh, he can be described? And yet he goes on to say, since he, since he's transcendental to to anything material, how are the Vedas there put down by uh, 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 Vyasadeva uh, to point the way to the absolute truth? Uh, uh, and give this knowledge, uh, how is it possible for him to do this? So then he says, uh, in this connection I'll relate to you, this is again Shukadeva Goswami talking to Maharaj Prikshit, a narration concerning the Supreme Lord Narayan. It is about a conversation that once occurred between Sri Nara Narayan Rishi and Narada Muni. So here now, Nara Narayan Rishi uh, is also, well, we'll see who he is. Uh, he's, uh, he's an avatar of Vishnu, Narnarayan Rishi, uh, and Narada Muni. Then it says, Once while traveling among the various planets of the universe, the Lord's beloved devotee, Narada, went to visit the primeval sage Narayana in his ashram. Uh, from the very beginning of Brahma's day, Lord Narayana Rishi, so the, from the very beginning of the day of Brahma, Lord Narayana Rishi has been undergoing austere penances in this land of Bharata while perfectly performing religious duties and exemplifying spiritual knowledge and self-control, all for the benefit of human beings in both this world and the next. There, that is where Narnarayan Rishi is, Narada approached Narnarayan Rishi, who was sitting amidst sages in the village of Kalapa. So there it is again. <laughs> After bowing down to the Lord, O hero of the Kurus, Narada asked him the very same question you have asked me. As the sages listened, Lord Narayana Rishi related to Narada an ancient discussion about the absolute 
truth that took place among the residents of Janaloka. And that's where the the, uh, four uh, Kumaras uh, were there and they heard the prayers of the personified uh, Vedas were related those prayers uh, at that time. So that's that's where, just to let you know, there's some continuity here. <laughs> we're getting toward the end of the Bhagavatam, but we reflect back on these, uh, these, these uh, uh, places. So now uh, he's saying that we're Devapi and Maharaj Shantanu, they're there, and they're also in the village of Kalapa, where Narnarayan Rishi is and so many other people, and they're waiting so they can uh, start things over. Text 38. Tavi haitya kalir ante vasudevanu shikshitao varnashrama yutam dharmam purvavat pratyayashyataha At the end of the age of Kali, these two kings having received instruction directly from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vasudev, will return to human society and reestablish the eternal religion of man, uh, characterized by the divisions of Varna and Ashram, just as it was before. Uh, So therefore, uh, Iha, they... The Tau, T-A-U, that's the dual, means those two. You know, Sanskrit has singular, plural, and dual. We're just two people together. It's just funny how, anyway, you've got to memorize a whole, <laughs> all the verbal forms and, and the noun forms for the dual and singular, dual, and plural. We only have to deal with two. And probably we'll end up with just one. <laughs> as we continue to advance. Uh, these two kings, they, those two, return here. When it says to human society, it says here. Uh, at the end of the age of Kali, Kalear uh, Ante, at the end of Kali, uh, and then restore the Dharma, which is the the code of eternal religion, when they mentioned uh, Varnashrama, that division of human society into uh, Varnas and Ashramas. Uh, This is, that's established by God. Uh, uh, And so, uh, uh, so just as it, Purvavat, as it previously was. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has no purport, but the, the BBT says, according to this and previous verses, and the previous verse, excuse me, the two great kings who will reestablish human culture at the end of Kali Yuga have already descended to the earth where they are patiently waiting to render their devotional service to Lord Vishnu. So their time will come. And so that's how 
we, you want to know how has it happened that when you got Kali Yuga and everything is turned into junk, uh, it comes back up again. Well, this is, this is the arrangement that's there. Now, uh, to the, now to the end of the chapter, 39 to 40, there's now a meditation on the indomitable force of time. Uh, not a specific story, but a reflection of the nature of time. Hmm? So 39 goes, Kritam trita dvaparam cha kalisceti chatur yugam anena krama yogena bhuvi pranishu vartate uh, the cycle of four ages, Satya, Treta, Dwarpara, and Kali, continues perpetually among living beings on this earth, repeating the same general sequence of events. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur just remarks, this verse shows the cycle of four yugas. Uh, Krita is another name for Satya Yuga. Uh, apparently, uh, it's a, a name of a. Th these names are also in the throws of dice. I don't know how they played dice in those days, but the, one of the one of the size of a dice is called krita. Uh, so this is uh, satya or krita yuga, same uh, thing. So they just like when you play dice, they go eh, things go again and again. So here we go, the four ages. So then he continues in text 40, Rajanete maya prukta naradevas tatapare bhumau mamatvam kritta excuse me, bhumau mamatvam kritvante hitvemam niddhanam gataha. My dear King Parikshit, all these kings I have described, as well as all other human beings, come to this earth and stake their claims, but ultimately they all must give up this world and meet their instruction, their destruction, excuse me, meet their destruction. Uh, so this, all these maya prokta that I have described, you see that phrase maya prokta a number of times in the Bhagavatam, has been described. All these kings, Naradeva, the earthly gods, <laughs> the gods among men, uh, uh, here, uh, Nara Deva, the gods among men, the kings, the rulers among men, you could say, uh, uh, they, they exerted their mamatwa, uh, their minus, this is mine, their possessiveness, which is described here as uh, uh, stake their claims. Uh, uh, Banuswami translates it a little more literally. He says, develop possessiveness, because mamatwa literally is possessiveness. Kritva, they exerted their possessiveness. Uh, stake their claim. This is mine. I'm the king. This is my place. Uh, but uh, ultimately, or at the end, uh, ante, Hitva imam, uh, uh, um, uh, they give it up at the end in this world and uh, nidanam gata meet their destruction. 
That's what happens to all of them. Uh, now it says, uh, uh, <coughs> now there's a list of creatures, Krimivid Bhashma Samjnate, Rajanam no Piyasyacha, Bhutvadruk Tatkrite Swartam Kimbeda Nirayo Yataha. So, uh, even though a person's body may now have the designation king, in the end its name will be worms, stool, and ashes. What can a person who injures other living beings for the sake of his body know about his own self-interest since his activities are simply leading him to hell? That's what it says. So that's the list. Krimi is worm, vit, stool, basma, ashes. That's the designation at the end uh, of one who is Rajanama, going by the name of king. Uh, in other words, uh, you, you can be eaten by worms uh, and become the body of worms. Uh, or your body can be consumed by other beings and you can be passed as their stool. Or you can be burnt and therefore your ashes. The way, different ways of disposing the body. Uh, one of these three. This is your fate. Worm, stool, and ashes, buddy. <laughs> uh, even though you're a king, uh, <laughs> this is what happened. So why does this person uh, who, who has this designation, although he had the name of a king, uh, make, uh, and is, for the sake of his body, has made other living beings uh, 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 the, uh, become an enemy of other living beings for the sake of that body, because you either eat these things or destroy these things to keep it alive for his own interest. Uh, so, what, what does he know? Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, in his purport to this verse, um, he says, uh, He who is known by the name of king after death, is known by the names worms, stool, and ashes. He commits violence for the sake of his body, tatkrite, uh, for the sake of that. Uh, and in the BBT, uh, they say, um, Where is that? After death, the body may be buried uh, and eaten by worms or it may be thrown in the streets or forest to be eaten by animals who will pass out its remnants as stool. I already said this. Yeah. Or it may be burned and converted to ashes. Prabhupada mentions this many times in his lectures. Therefore, one should not pave his way to hell by using his temporary body to injure the bodies of other living beings. In this verse, the word Bhuta, beings, 
uh, or entity. Bhuta Pratik, sometimes it's a ghost, you know, the entity. Uh, and this word Bhuta indicates non-human life forms who are also creatures of God. One should give up all envious violence and learn to see God in everything by the process of Krishna consciousness. Uh, so now we uh, go on, try to come to the end here. 42. Katam seyam akandha bhu purvairame purushayarajita mat purutasya chapautrasya mat purva vamsajasyava. Uh, this is describing the thoughts of the materialistic king. So it says the materialistic king thinks. This unbound earth, uh, they're translating Akandabhu, uh, was held by my predecessors and is now under my sovereignty. How can I arrange for it to remain in the hands of my sons, grandsons, and other descendants? Huh? Huh? This Akandabhu, uh, uh, Banu Swami, more literally translates as the whole earth, because Akanda, uh, which they translate here as unbound, really means not broken. You know, you have a contiguous territory. Akanda Kirtan means you have, you know, one Kirtan followed by another Kirtan, a continuous Kirtan, so there's, you know, there's no gaps in my property. This unbound earth, or the whole earth, uh, so it was purvai by the previous ones, uh, by them, and now how can I have it in my sons, uh, potrasha, the grandsons, uh, and all uh, the other descendants uh, in this way. The BBT remarks, this is an example of foolish possessiveness. What do you own? You pass over this world like smoke. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti says, possessiveness is illustrated by emotional statements. <laughs> Since the land was held by my predecessors, how can I arrange for it to pass to my sons? Uh, so important. Huh? Uh, so then, uh, uh, 43 begins with uh, another list. Uh, Tejob ana mayam kayam grihit vat mataya buddha mahim mamataya chobhau hitvante darshanam gataha. Although the foolish accept the body made of earth, water, and fire as me, and this earth as mine. In every case, they have ultimately abandoned both their body and the earth and passed away into oblivion. So again, uh, so this is the list. Uh, teja, and of course, it has this funny form because of the, you know, when you fuse words together in Sanskrit. So the, the apostrophe B here in the transliteration is ab, uh, for, uh, for up. Uh, water, teja, fire, up, water, ana, earth. Uh, this kaya, kaya here means body, composed of these three things, water, fire, and earth. Uh, 
you do have fire because you got a temperature, don't you? If you're alive, uh, you accept this as uh, uh, this. The you accept this the the abudha without buddhi, stupid, stupid. They say people no intelligence means dumb. The abudha. Uh, not Buddha, not wise, but <laughs> stupid, the opposite. They accept this uh, atmataya with a sense of I. Uh, and the earth, mahim, the earth, they think the body as I and the earth as mamata, belonging to me. I am the body and everything around is mine. The perfect shopper. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so, but they have to both, uh, thinking this way, they uh, have to give both the body up and the earth and pass away into adarshana. They disappear. You don't see them anymore. They're gone. Bye-bye, <laughs> shoppers. The fool, the fools. Uh... Uh, many places, Prabhupada uh, talks about this. Mamaham iti. The 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 uh, in the Bhagavatam, this is rather not Prabhupada, but uh, mama. The, the 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 materialistic person is called one who says iti, like quotation marks. Mamaham, uh, I am the my, the sense of I and my. I am the body and everything in relationship to the body is mine. Mamaham itti manyate. They think like that. Uh, the fools think like that. Uh, and uh, so the, BB, the BBT and Vishnu Chakravarti basically say the same things in other words. So we'll skip over that because we want to read the last verse and we can finish this. Chapter 44, ye ye bhūpatayo rājan bhūnjate bhūvam ojasā kālena te krita sarve kata matra kata sucha. My dear King Parikshit, all these kings who tried to enjoy the earth by their strength were reduced by the force of time to nothing more than historical accounts. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, whatever those people who were uh, Bhūpata, lords of the earth, kings, uh, uh, tried to joy, enjoy the world by their ojasa, their bodily strength, by the force of time, they've been reduced to Mere stories in history books. Kata matra, mere talk uh, in katasu, in various talks. <laughs> history books, they call it here, historic accounts. The BBT has a little uh, purport. The word Rajan, here, O King, is significant in this verse. Parikshit Maharaj was preparing to give up his body. He was another one, right? He's talking to a king. 
and go back home, back to Godhead. And Shukadev Goswami, the, his most merciful spiritual master, devastated any possible attachment that he might have to the position of king by showing the ultimate insignificance of all such positions. By the causeless mercy of the spiritual master, one is prepared to go back home, back to Godhead. The spiritual master teaches one to relax one's strong grip on material illusion and leave the kingdom of Maya behind. You know, if you keep thinking, yeah, I almost did this, but I didn't did it, you could take a birth again and then, you know, have to do it. Better just forget it. It's like, you know, sometimes if you have to read a bad book, you're so happy when it's ending. You should feel that way about your material life. Although Shukadev Goswami speaks very bluntly within this chapter about the so-called glory of the material world, he's exhibiting the causeless mercy of the spiritual master who takes his surrendered disciple back to the kingdom of Godhead, Vaikuntha. That's the end of... Canto 12, Chapter 2, and so next week we'll resume with Chapter 3 called the Bhumi Gita, the Song of the Earth. Nice title. So, we'll see if we have any questions or comments about these interesting topics. And hope this did the same thing for us as it did for Maharaj Brigid. <laughs> Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks, um, if all the exalted personalities you have mentioned during the lecture are still living, why is it that we find the world in such a contaminated situation? Shouldn't shouldn't be expected from shouldn't we expect from them more protection in order to make this planet Earth and the universe less unfortunate. What are they waiting for? Is it that they is it that their spiritual influence is not as strong as needed for such a purpose? I mean to say peace, prosperity, attachment to pure devotional service. No, it's the design of the earth that there's four ages and we are in Kali Yuga. And why are why is there a you can so these people they could they could uh are powerful, but they have to wait their right time by the will of the Lord. So there's Satya Yuga. Why is there a Kali Yuga? Why not just have it be Satya Yuga in all time? Why, why does God create anything bad or nasty? Because you want it. Because people want it. Because people want to be able... Because you have a certain amount of freedom, and so therefore to accommodate everybody in what they want, there is this cycle of the four ages. Now you can think that if you were God, you could do a better job, uh, but this is in fact the way it is. So it's not that it's that the badness, uh, uh, not that Krishna wants it, but you have your little bit of freedom. And so to exercise that freedom and to also uh, learn from it for being educated, there has to be this cycle of these four ages. Ekendra Prabhu asks, he said, is the Maharaj Shantanu mentioned on, in today's verses 
the same person mentioned in the Mahabharata as the father of Bhishmadev? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, he also asked, he said, earlier, early in today's talk, there was a mention of yogic cities. Srila Prabhupada often deprecates these, yet many religionists base the authority of their th theology on the fact that someone rose from the, rose from the dead. I mention this in case you may have any comments on this phenomenon. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that is a yoga city. Uh, that uh, that uh, someone can keep their body alive in spite of looking like you dead or buried and rise from the dead. Uh, and uh, so uh, it wouldn't be surprising that somebody like Jesus would have a yoga city, but it's not particularly a sign of, uh, uh, of uh, anything except it gives people hope to think that he says, if you follow me, you can also uh, eternal, achieve eternal life. So he demonstrates it by that, that ability. So I believe that it happened, uh, but uh, 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 and uh, and uh, so it's not not that Christianity is 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 false, but lots of there are lots of people who are saviors. Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks. Uh if there is no merit in struggling for material achievements in this perishable material world, I wonder if the missionary work of Srila Prabhupada, and by missionary work I mostly refer to his books, is going to endure until the very end of this material creation. Prabhupada's books are transcendental. Do they have the power to overcome any kind of material destruction and last forever? Sure. Prabhupada remarked that uh, people remark that he's produced so many books. Why so many books? And he says, this is just a small sample. In the heavenly planets, they go through many thousands of volumes of Srimad Bhagavatam just to get some taste of the glories of the Lord. So there's a lot more, <laughs> actually. And uh, so these books are, are, are eternal and they're... Uh, come to us through Srila Prabhupada with this particular inflection, but uh, th they are, they are, uh, uh, yeah, that's what they are. So I mean, books are really a way of having a discussion, you know, I mean, you, you can, somebody who's not here to, that we can see in person, but we can hear from them. So reading and hearing are the same, the same thing, really. And, uh, uh, so we can all participate in this. But there are many, many more volumes of Bhagavatam he mentions in the heavenly planets. Because somebody, when he was working on them in India, somebody, why so many books? He said, why so many? Come on, this is just a little tiny sample. <laughs> okay. Well, we end there and uh, pick up next week uh, with chapter 3 of the 12th canto. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. <laughs>